Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. Hey, thanks again for tuning into the Brain Hickey Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why you should let your customers do your marketing for you. And I'm sitting here on, I've got my iPad pulled up, and I'm looking at an article that I've, I've actually ear, uh, bookmarked and revisited a number of times by Optin Monster, and it's 29 Proven Ways to Use Social Proof in, uh, to Increase Your Conversions. So what blows my mind is this first statistic, and I, as you know, I'm, I'm much more into stories than I am numbers, but anyway, here we go. So it was a research study done by Nielsen, and it said that 92% of people will trust a recommendation from a peer. 92%. Okay, so that's all good and great if you know you buy someone, if your friend tells you to buy something on Amazon, but what about that product you're searching for, you're reading reviews? They say that 70% of people will trust a recommendation from someone they don't even know. That's wild, isn't it? So 70% of the people that are viewing your online reputation or looking at reviews automatically or inherently trust another person's perspective of your business. Now this influences what's known as the halo effect, that that your cognitive bias, or your cognitive view of a company is influenced based on, on its social proof. And all of a sudden now you're gonna see this, this company in the same light because they have an average 4.7 star, five star review on Facebook or Google or Amazon or whatever it is. So this halo effect literally just basically bypasses all first impressions and says, hey, this is my first impression of the company. I've read reviews, I've looked at reviews, I see the overall rating, now I view the same company the same way. And it happens subconsciously. And it's really, really, really powerful. And it's no secret that when we're doing online marketing, the, the most effective use of time is to repurpose any piece of content that we create for other projects. So I got off a, a meeting with a client this morning and we just hired a new social media management company. We're kind of pushing this new social, this new software he's developing and they need a bunch of content. And we're in the middle of writing a, a long autoresponder series. And I was like, hey, this is great. We're gonna just give them the autoresponder series and they can harvest what they need for content ideas and content production for the social channels, right? So we, we wanna leverage all of our content for as, as many assets as we can. But what so many companies overlook is the content that their customers write. And those come in the form of reviews or testimonials as they're known. And right now we're gonna kind of dive into to using the social proof and letting these customers not only create the content, but create your marketing efforts and how you can how you can repurpose this stuff to drive drive more sales. Yes, obviously conversion, but from a positioning standpoint, from a branding standpoint, for building additional social proof by putting those reviews at the forefront of your company. So before we do, we're really narrowing down here into the the um, customer side of social proof. And on this article on Optin Monster, they say that there are six types of social proof. So there's customers, experts, celebrity, crowds, friends, certifications, and they kind of dive into uh, you know other other ways that social proof is used. Um, but we're, what we are really going to dive into is, is your customers because they're the ones that are producing this content for you. All right, so let's dive in. What's funny being a copywriter, I write copy for new web design, uh, new websites, rebranding and all that. And when you look at uh, the analytics and you look at, if you haven't used Hotjar, I really like Hotjar, but it actually records, shows heat maps of visitors' usage on the website. And you can see that most people 
and I don't know the numbers of this, but I just know from observing that most people read headlines and headlines only, and they breeze over the, the small font or the smaller text or the copy on the website, and really only the highest, highest, highest qualified people read that. So likewise, I'm on an article right now that was posted up by Referral Candy, and they pulled a, a statistic that was pulled out of a consumer study by Bright Local, and they found that 88% of consumers read online reviews to determine if a local business is good. 88%. So think about it. You write all this copy on your website, but what most people are spending their time reading, 88% of them, is your reviews to vet the company out. So this says something, right? What it says is that it it doesn't matter what your company says or claims. What matters is how other people view your company. So I can sit here and say, hey, you need to hire me as a copywriter because I'm the best at this and the best at that and I know this and that, but it ultimately doesn't matter until you see what I've done. And you could hear from my mouth and say, hey, I helped this person you know, sell $50,000 in sales in one email. Cool, you don't care because it's coming from me. But if you saw a testimonial saying, hey, Adam wrote my emails, I was struggling for sales, I had spent four months learning copywriting on myself, by myself, it didn't work, I wrote these emails, my sales were, were nil, they barely made up for the time, but then Adam wrote this email for me, and we generated $50,000 in sales in one email. So that all of a sudden is very different, because now the, the perspective isn't me talking about myself, it is about someone who paid me for services is talking about me. So there's automatically a different sense of credibility at play here. And if we can take what your customers are saying and build this into your marketing, now all of a sudden that trust factor, that social proof skyrockets because I can make all the claims that I want about my skills, about my passion, about what I know. But when someone else talks about it, it's much, much better. That's why when you go see a keynote speaker, the keynote speaker doesn't introduce himself on stage, right? That'd be silly, wouldn't it? Hey, I'm Will Smith, and I've been in these movies and this movie. Instead, someone introduces Will Smith and what he's done, even though Will could do the same thing. And it's really no different than how some companies handle their, their intake and their lead setting. Now, imagine the difference if, if you called up, let's say, um, a service company to come out to your home, right? It's an industry I used to serve being in home sales. And I said, hey, you know, thanks for calling us. I'll be coming out for an appointment and I'm looking forward to meeting. Now, the difference versus a receptionist answering the phone and him or her saying, hey, thanks for calling. You're going to be working with Adam. Adam's been with the company for so many years and uh, his clients really love working with him. I'm sure you guys are going to get along great. So all of a sudden, that different angle, that social... It, it literally builds the social proof. And we did experiment this with our in-home sales company, setting these appointments and doing an introduction that way. And it worked out really, really well. It sells the bigness of the company and all of a sudden there's credibility just because of having a third-party introduction. So if you have a laundry list of reviews or if you're getting reviews or collecting more online reviews, let your what your customers have written about you come to the forefront of your marketing. So here's how you can use it. Use it in social media, right? Because I can make my own claims. But you can even be as bold as saying, don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers have to say. So, you know, we, we claim to be the fastest or the best at X, Y, and Z, but why don't you hear what Mike has to say? So let's talk about this. Which testimonials do you harvest? Now, one of my clients is fantastic at getting reviews. They're five-star rated on Google and on Facebook. They have hundreds of reviews, and they're great. But we've been looking through them to harvest them to use in our marketing efforts. 
But then we find these that are kind of generic, you know, and it's great that you have them because there's still truth in numbers, so to speak. But we want to pick out those, those testimonials that really tell a story. So instead of use them, they were great, highly recommend. Find the ones that, that tell the story of the problem you solve because people don't remember statistics. They remember stories. There's tons of studies around this. But if you can find your customer telling a story and put that at the forefront, that'll work. And I'm sure you've seen that, um, what's that acne medicine that proactive, proactive is doing a fantastic job at this. They, they make their claims of what their topical creams, ointments, whatever it is, does or, or is capable of doing. And then what they do is they show real stories before and after, and they tell the story of these these adolescents or teenagers or, or young professionals that are self-conscious about their acne and how uh, proactive works. So they're selling the emotional, uh, the, the emotional results. But instead of Instead of proactive selling it, their customers are selling it. So they're using that social, that social proof to tell the stories. And it's really, really, really powerful. So, so look through your reviews and find those that really highlight the stories that you do and, and put them to use. Now, where should you be using this? First, social media is a great place. Social media is obviously a social platform. Now, it also saves you a ton of time with copywriting and split testing. I mean, obviously, yes, split test and all that. But the point is, the point is it takes us as marketers, copywriters, entrepreneurs, a lot of time to really sit down and try to figure out the best way to explain what we do. But our customers ultimately are going to do the best job at it because they're on the receiving end and we can leverage that social proof. Like we mentioned, 80, what was it, 88% of people uh, read online reviews. Here's another statistic. 85% of people read up to 10 reviews before making a decision about a company. And he, uh, another one, I just saw this. What website is this? Let me pull it up here on my iPad. On Kiss Metrics. So... He, they did an interesting study. I think they said that 70% of people literally make buying decisions based on the online reviews. And they also did this study here, let me pull it up, um, about social proof is more influential than saving money. So that's like the two pain points, right? You can save time and save money. So they did a, a uh, what was this? A Washington Post did a study and they, did, they tested four types of, of signs in an advertisement. Sign number one informed the customer they could save $54 a month, okay? Sign number two told customers they could prevent the release of 262 pounds of greenhouse gases a month. Sign number three encouraged customers that saving energy was socially responsible. And sign number, sign number four said 70% of their neighbors were actively using this service. Which sign performed the best? Sign number four, the social proof. 70% of your neighbors are already using this. So here's another type of social proof and another way that you can use this in your marketing efforts. Now, a minute ago, we talked about literally harvesting your testimonials or reviews that are written and putting those in the forefront of ads. And I didn't even finish that, but on your, on your website is great, on social media, but bring it to the forefront of what you're doing because people, people trust in, in, in social proof. On my website on brainhickey.com, you'll see at the bottom, I have a little slider and reviews pop up of what people have written. And I, I would encourage you to build on that authenticity. Now, some people rewrite the reviews on little widgets and they put it on their website. I personally don't like that. I like the raw feel. So if you jump on brainhickey.com, scroll to the bottom, look at my review slider. I have a lot more I need to upload there. Um, that's <laughs> on that ever-growing to-do list of website updates. And you'll notice that they're all screenshots. So I, when I get testimonials, I literally take a screenshot. I blur out the the pertinent information for privacy's sake, and I put it up there. And there's a, there's there's videos. There's um, 
emails. I love emails. So anytime someone says something nice, I can take a screenshot of it and put it up there. And it's authentic and it's raw and it looks unadulterated and, un- and, and you know, unedited, so to speak. And, and people really like that because the, everyone knows that that I can modify or edit testimonials to make them appear a certain way. But when we, when we use them raw and take the screenshots from it, it looks really, really cool. So Back to this little thing on, on this social proof is more influential than even saving money, according to this test that the Washington Post did. Again, four signs. They all hit different angles. Save money, save the environment, be socially responsible, or just stating the number of um, people already using your service. So let's say, for example, my client is one of the highest rated um, service providers in his market. So we can say up front, you know, with over X number of satisfied customers, so that that only that not only speaks to your longevity, uh, it speaks to your experience, and it says, hey, if other people have chosen them, so can I. So it's interesting about this study when they show sign number four, it says 77 percent of your neighbors are are actively using the service. It doesn't say that they're even happy with the service. That's the funny part. It just means that they're actively using it. So there, there's there's truth in numbers, okay? Truth in numbers based on usage. There's truth in numbers based on reviews and so on and so forth. So anyway, some really neat stuff. And for those that are interested, if you do want to chat, you can shoot me uh, an email. Uh, I'm working with a, um, a friend of mine and a partner. We're launching a, a product to help companies get more only good online reviews. And we've got a really neat way to kind of filter out those good and bad reviews and funnel those bad reviews to an internal place where you can you can chat with your customers offline and do some automatic segmenting where you're only asking uh, for reviews and referrals from people that are that are really satisfied with your service and it really builds a really cool customer experience. So it's a turnkey system. So anyway, if you are interested, um, that product is called Chitter C H I T T E R and you can check it out at Chitter dot reviews. Um, that'll be up and coming here. We're launching next week, so you're welcome to check it out. And if you want to chat with me about it, you can drop me a line as well. Um, give me a, a uh, shoot me an email, adam at chitter.reviews. You can use adam at brainhickey.com too. That's my other email if there's anything about the podcast you'd like to chat about. So thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. Highly encourage you, build those online reviews, build that social proof, and start using the content that your customers are writing to showcase the credibility of your business. Build that social proof and drive that halo effect so other visitors, initial first impression is fantastic because other people already think you're fantastic. Make sure to build those stories into your posts. Uh, harvest the, the the most potent and beautiful storytelling reviews and testimonials that talk about the problems that you guys solve. Use those in social media. Put them on your Facebook page. Put them on your your LinkedIn. You know, grab screenshots and don't forget to uh, build them into your website as well. So thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you again in the next Brain Hickey podcast. Hey, thanks again for listening. Access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com. Don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts. And hey, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast.